1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. With everything going on in the world right now, can your finances weather any financial storm? Well, Pat will outline some of the major financial risks on the horizon today and talk about some of those all weather strategies to help you protect your savings no matter what kind of storms are unfolding in the financial world. As we get started today to learn more about the elements of that, all-weather strategy for you and your family, call 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. And Pat, talking today about that all-weather strategy and what we yes. mean by that, all sorts of economic conditions. But man, you guys are all over this. You even have a you have a weather guy on your team, literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are pretty unique in the world of retirement planning that we actually have a literal weather man on, uh, on the team. <laughs> And um, John Farley is, um, he is one of a kind. Uh, he's an expert in weather. He's an expert in financial planning. And um, he has a, an amazing way of explaining how that's happened, but I, I wouldn't even dare try to explain it myself. But um, yes, we know <laughs> all about handling your finances in an all-weather situation.
1: That's right. Love that analogy there, and such a perfect fit when you actually have a, a, a weatherman on your team. But Pat, there are a lot of different economic pressures we're facing right now, right? Inflation in food and fuel prices. And boy, as a mom who has to buy groceries for people and then drive (laughs) them around all over the place, Mm. I definitely have noticed that. And even, I'll tell you this, my 19-year-old daughter, it's actually even gotten her attention at this point. It's hard to get the attention of... (laughs) Of somebody who's in college, yes. But she was talking the other day about boy, mom. Uh, with the way fuel prices are, it's literally changing her summer plans. Some of the things she thought wow. she was going to do this summer, it it has gotten her attention. So that's how bad it is when a 19-year-old <laughs> is going. Wait a second, what's going on here? Of course, also possible tax increases in the future. That one isn't really on her radar right now, but <laughs> maybe one day. Um, possible interest rate hikes, and and we certainly have seen some with that, Pat, just talk about the value in having a financial strategy that can weather all kinds of economic conditions.
0: Yeah, Jen, when I think of you know the different conditions we have to deal with financially and how to protect ourselves in, in throughout any type of weather, there's two really big ones that come to mind. Um, the first one is that. When you're in what we call the retirement red zone, which is the five or 10 years before you retire and the five or 10 years after, that's really the most dangerous and risky time of your financial life because you've accumulated the most savings and investments, your largest nest egg, but you also have a long time, uh, hopefully a long lifespan ahead of you. And the last thing you can deal with is some volatility of, as you mentioned, you know, major tax increases or stock market crashes or things like that. So we really want to have a strategy where your nest egg is protected from all different types of weather. The other thing I would say that is often missed by people when they're talking about personal finance is just the fact that as human beings, it's very difficult for us to deal with things that affect us financially. And if the stock market crashes, um, logic dictates, well, if the market is down in half, that means everything is quote unquote on sale and it's a great time to buy stocks. Well, guess what we want to do instead? We panic and we want to sell. So um, by having what we would call an all weather strategy for your finances, what we really want to do is protect ourselves from our ourselves. Uh, we want to make sure that we're not making foolish decisions of, you know, buying at the top of the market or selling at the bottom of the market. And of course, it doesn't just have to be the stock market; markets, anything having to do with our finances. The more we can smooth that ride out is going to mean a much more likely chance of success for all of us with our finances.
1: Right. Just some of those things we want to be thinking about. And, you know, whether the economy is growing in bull market conditions or pulling back in a bear market, Having that financial strategy is what we should be looking for. So let's just talk about the components for that all-weather strategy. What do we need to have in place so this strategy will work in all different stages of the market cycle, no matter whether we're having growth or or shrinking in the economy?
0: Yeah, to us, an all-weather strategy really means two different things. Um, The first thing is when it comes to your nest egg, to your investments, it absolutely means we need to have a diverse strategy. We want to be uh, divvied up into many different areas. We don't want to be in just stocks or bonds or cash. We want to be looking at all the various ways to potentially invest your money. Most of us are looking for growth of some kind. We're looking for income, especially as you get close to retirement. We're looking for ways to preserve principal. And finally, we need access to money. So you need to, there is no perfect investment that gives you all of those things. So we need to divvy up the funds to accomplish all of those. But that's just one part. Um, The other part is a strategy for the other areas of your finances. We need a strategy for creating your retirement income. We need a strategy for being as tax efficient as possible. We need a strategy for how to handle healthcare expenses in retirement, and then we need a strategy for legacy. And of course, we love the idea of looking at those as like puzzle pieces because we want them to fit together. We don't want five separate plans. We want them as one cohesive plan working for you in retirement. If you have a plan, but you're not sure if it really covers all those things or if you don't have a plan, that's the reason we offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show today. Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE to get started once again, that is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And there are certainly some issues in our current economic climate that are making planning for retirement even more challenging. And I, I want to share some of these numbers with you, Pat. The Insured Retirement Institute says of workers are confused about how much income growth is needed to offset inflation. 4 in 10 workers overestimate the amount of the average Social Security benefit, so they're expecting more than what will be there. And half of workers weren't sure how much they could safely take out of their retirement savings without worrying about running out of money. So Boy, what do you make of that? I mean, it sounds like people really don't have a good understanding of some of these things.
0: Yeah, Jen, when I think of these studies or uh, surveys and they ask people about how prepared they are for retirement, how much they understand, I think it makes for a good um, newspaper or Internet article but the thing we always talk about is none of us are trained to know how to handle our finances or to retire, right? We all have to just kind of figure it out as we go. So unfortunately, those numbers don't surprise me at all. I mean, unless you're studying your social security benefits, you really don't have any idea what those look like, um, how we offset inflation. You know, that's something economists don't always know how to do. So I don't know why we would expect someone, you know, who's just a, just working and preparing for retirement to know that. And then, of course, How much can we withdraw off our retirement savings? That's one of those things we preach about all the time. We just believe it's so important that you have a plan for how you're going to generate income off of your nest egg. You know, Wall Street tells you that you can take 4% of your nest egg and have a reasonable chance of making sure you don't run out of money. But that is based on market averages. And, you know, we don't know if you're going to get market averages. And so we always say hope is not a strategy. We want to have a better strategy than that to make absolutely sure you don't have to lie awake worrying about running out of money in retirement.
1: So, Pat, some might say... Those factors we just talked about, combined with things like increasing healthcare costs and potential tax increases, you might say that these make up the perfect storm for retirees. Would you agree (laughs) with that? What's your take?
0: Yeah. I mean, I we absolutely believe it's a perfect storm right now for retirees. Uh, and the reason for that is you think about going back a generation or two ago, retirees didn't usually have to know how to handle their own retirement and do all this investing. They had Social Security and a pension, and that was usually enough. Well, now things have completely changed. We call it the do-it-yourself retirement system. Now you have to be able to essentially be a pension fund manager to manage your nest egg and generate income off of that. Well, You know, We have a stock market that's very high. We have interest rates that are close to zero. We have taxes that we're expecting to go up. And I've been saying for a while it's an incredibly difficult time to attempt to retire. Um, The only thing we've had going for us over the last five or 10 years is that inflation has been low. And guess what? Now inflation is (laughs) raging. So we really do have a perfect storm. And we think there are just so many risks. And we just want to make sure that people are educated and understanding what those risks are. And of course, the next step is we want to try and figure out an all-weather strategy to help protect you.
1: Yes. And like I said earlier, Pat, whether the economy is growing in bull market conditions or pulling back in a bear market or recession, having a financial strategy, that is the answer that we should be looking for.
0: You're absolutely right, Jen. And there are so many factors that could have a negative economic impact. And running out of money is still the biggest fear for so many of the people we work with. People get caught up in how much they've saved. But what you really need to think about is how much you'll spend in retirement. What could it take for you to live your ideal lifestyle over the next 30 years? If you're listening to me right now and you don't have a retirement income strategy, we invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, market volatility, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing health care costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement even as costs keep rising more and more. There is no cost and no obligation to do this analysis, but it's just for listeners of today's show who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. The things we talk about, the strategies we use are designed to help you make sure the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. We aren't doing this to make you rich, we wanna make sure you don't end up outliving your retirement savings. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: And when you have the right income strategies in place and you know for certain what's going on with your retirement savings, global events other things happening in other parts of the world won't cause you to make panic based decisions with your money we cannot prevent global financial storms from blowing up but we can create these all-weather retirement income strategies for any economic conditions we might experience that number again is 803-9-RETIRE this is save your retirement with pat struby we'll be back
2: To request your retirement income analysis from the team at Preservation Specialists, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with a team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803 9 Retire. That's 803 9 Retire. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803
3: 9 Retire. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone
2: consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement, and the retirement secret. And Pat, in 2020, more than half of all Americans were covered by some type of life insurance. So a good number of people see that as a useful tool to help protect their families and their loved ones. But you know, the question, do I need life insurance, isn't really what we're talking about today, Pat. It's not really, do I need life insurance, but rather, do I need life insurance for my retirement? It's a little bit of a different question there.
0: It is, Jen. I think probably um, this goes along with a second question of, you know, hey, I have a mortgage and I have these savings. Should I pay it off? As probably the two most common, you know, just kind of general finance questions that we get. Should I pay off my mortgage? And then why do I even need life insurance anymore? What do I do with this old policy? What what are my options? You know, anything in that realm. I think both of those are things that so many of us have to deal with as we're kind of transitioning from the younger days of, you know, having maybe having a young family and a big mortgage to as you're getting closer to retirement. Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah, it is just a little bit of a different stage of life, obviously, for retirement and not necessarily that the tools are bad in retirement that you used earlier in life, but things might be a little bit different. You might need to use them in a different way. Pat, you kind of know the questions to ask yourself when you're younger, if you are trying to figure out if you need life insurance, right? If you have kids, if you have debt, if you have people to take care of, you probably need it. But for retirement, what are some key questions you need to ask yourself to try to determine if you need this in your retirement years?
0: Yeah, so there could definitely be some reasons, Jen, that someone would want to keep life insurance policies in retirement. Um, And it may be that you have a life insurance policy that is set up perfectly to continue into retirement, or it may be something where uh, it was structured poorly or it's outdated and maybe there's a reason to change it in some way or replace it, Um, or maybe it doesn't make sense to keep it at all. And so it's really good to get guidance from a planner on those types of options, Uh, but there's a number of different things that we want to look at in in this type of scenario. So the, the first one that we would uh, mention is do you do you still have a lot of debt? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have um, some clients where their one of their biggest priorities is to be debt free by the time that they retire. But we have other clients that carry a mortgage into retirement and then they're fine with that, you know. So sure. it, so there's there's of course pros and cons to doing that. Uh, but that's we always talk about our plans being custom built, so we don't say that there's only it's a one size fits all. But if you are carrying a lot of debt in retirement, then that is certainly a reason you may still want to have life insurance, you know, a death benefit for you. when you think about most of us, the first time we're really thinking about life insurance is maybe uh, when you are becoming an adult, maybe getting married, maybe having kids, and then maybe you have a mortgage. Well, for most of us at that point, you have the most at risk because you want to protect your loved ones, but you also probably don't have a lot of savings and investments. So you're kind of in that world of having lots of debt and very little assets well as you're approaching retirement hopefully that is now in the reverse, right? So you have maybe a lot less debt or maybe you're debt free and now you have this nest egg. Um, So that's one of the things we wanna be looking at. What is that comparison of how much you owe to others versus your assets? And then the second question is, what is the financial situation for your loved ones Mm -hmm. and uh, what do you wanna accomplish with that? And so some examples would be um, if you are single versus if you're married, um, that's probably gonna be a large driver on whether you still wanna keep a life insurance policy on you. How about if you have kids? um, How financially stable are they right now? Uh, Would you want to have something to pass on to them? You know, there's all different kinds of scenarios. Maybe maybe a charity, a church or charity you'd like to provide for. But I would say, Jen, by far and away, the number one reason that we have people that are keeping some type of coverage is because of uh, they want to protect their spouse. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times you have one person that has coverage on them, and then we have to consider how these surviving spouses' income would be affected, whether that has to do with pension benefits or Social Security benefits or a nest egg lasting their whole lifetime. Those are the kinds of things that we want to look at as the first and primary reasons to be looking at life insurance in retirement.
1: So just some things that we want to be thinking about. Again, recognizing that retirement is a different stage of your life and you might still need to use some of those tools like life insurance that you used in your earlier years, but we just have a, a little bit of a different approach and some different questions that we need to be able to answer here as it relates to life insurance during your retirement years. Now, Pat, here's the other thing. A lot of people who are retiring, they probably already have something in place, right? For you know, people who had kids and, and things in their earlier years, they probably already have something in place. So what should they be thinking about if they already have life insurance and trying to determine if it makes sense to keep their current policies?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jen. I think when you are thinking about your life insurance coverage um, as you go into and through retirement, the first thing we want to look at is essentially do an audit of what you have right now. So what kind of current coverage do you have? What type of policies do you have? A lot of times people have their primary or only life insurance through work. And of course we need to know, well, when you retire, does that go away or do you have options with that coverage? And of course it's different for every employer. So that takes some research. The two main types of policies are term coverage, which means you only have that temporarily, or a permanent policy, which could be like whole life or universal life or indexed universal life. So there's a lot of different kinds. And of course, each of those has different costs and different benefits. So what we'd want to do really is we just want to know what do you have, because that's the first step to figuring out if that's going to be helpful for you in retirement. And that's one of those areas, uh, we call it a five-step retirement review. That's an opportunity to sit down with one of our planners and really take a comprehensive look of the different areas of your finance. One of those areas is your current insurance and taking kind of doing an audit of that and taking a look at what you have. If you'd like to take advantage of that, there's no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to do a five-step retirement review, including an insurance audit, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today again with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we're going through some of the questions to think about to determine about your life insurance needs in your retirement Pat, are there any other questions or any other factors that we ought to be thinking about as it relates to possibly having life insurance for our retirement years?
0: Yeah, Jen, one of the things that we believe is maybe one of the biggest concerns that someone who's getting ready to retire should have, although it's not talked about day to day, and that is taxes. Ah. And so, you know, we've had a uh, selling author, uh, David McKnight, on the show before. Uh, we've had him come speak in person to our clients a little while back. And uh, what David McKnight talks about is the fact that our government spending uh, and printing of money has just created just a completely uncontrollable debt as a country and experts all agree that basically the only way they're going to be able to solve that problem eventually is to raise taxes. Well that brings to mind the fact that most of us are told throughout our lifetimes to defer our taxes on our retirement, mm-hmm. you know, our retirement savings. So that's our traditional IRAs and our 401Ks. So when we start talking about that with our clients, you can kind of see the light bulb go off to say, wait a second. That's not a good situation. I'm deferring all my taxes and now we're expecting taxes to go up. Oh, right, so what, right. what do we do with that and how does that tie in with life insurance? What well, uh, there's really two things that we can do to help protect you from taxes in retirement. And David Midnight talks about this in his best selling book, The Power of Zero, which we talked about with him about on the show. The first way is to start switching to Roth IRA. So that can be done by Roth conversions of your traditional IRA or 401k. Really, there's only one other option. And that is by a intentionally and specifically structured life insurance policy. He calls it a LIRP or an LIRP, life insurance income program. And basically the idea there is you're trying to keep the costs of insurance as low as absolutely possible and you're trying to increase the value of it as much as possible what that can do is that can allow you to draw money out without taxes being taken for income in retirement. The other thing is if it's structured properly, we may be able to use the life insurance policy to draw money out for nursing care. Um, So it's really kind of an interesting strategy and it allows for some tax advantaged and uh, beneficial uh, planning for, for people in retirement, especially those that are concerned about taxes.
1: There are just so many options for helping protect your retirement savings for yourself and protecting your loved ones in the future. Life insurance, pad is one of those options. I guess what we're saying here, you don't want to make any assumptions with your current coverage and what it could do for you in the future, right?
0: That is absolutely right. And with so much at stake, doesn't it make sense to get a second opinion to make sure your strategy is sound? Without a solid plan, you run the risk of missing opportunities to maximize your savings. Uh, walking away from tens of thousands of dollars or more in social security benefits over your lifetime, overpaying taxes in retirement, and potentially leaving your family in a lurch financially. There are already so many threats to your financial savings out there. Healthcare costs, long-term care, taxes, the rising cost of inflation, stock market risk, and don't add your own financial mistakes to the list. For listeners of today's show, if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE and we'll give you a second opinion on your retirement income strategy to help you make sure your retirement savings last as long as you need it to last. Without a solid strategy, you could run the risk of running out of money in retirement and you don't want to make an assumption that your current life insurance coverage and other policies will take care of your loved ones if something happens to you. There's absolutely no cost and no obligation, but it's only for listeners of our show at 803-9-RETIRE. Get your second opinion today. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: IULs, what does that even mean? Is it something that I need in retirement? Pat will explain what IULs are, how they work, and if they make sense for you, that's coming up next on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby.
2: You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the seven o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Are you approaching retirement or perhaps just retired? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists can help make the transition easier with the five-step retirement review. This plan takes into consideration factors that can drain away your savings, such as inflation, healthcare costs, taxes, and much more. To get started on your five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-9-RETIRE, or check them out online at retirewithpat.com. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at amazon.com.
1: Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and today we're talking about key questions you need to ask yourself to try to determine if you still need life insurance in your retirement years. So, Pat, what we're learning today is that because your financial needs are different in retirement, so are your insurance needs.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, Jen. And I would I would take it one step further that when we're talking about life insurance and what you need, it changes dramatically as kind of the seasons of your life change. You know, In, in my book, The Retirement Secret, I talk about the three stages of investing that most of us go through. The, the first stage is when we're just very far away from retirement. And for most of us, that's when we need the most life insurance because when we're just getting started saving, a lot of times we have a lot of debt because we have a big mortgage and maybe we have young kids and, and maybe we have a spouse to protect. So there's a lot of reasons to have a large death benefit at that time. So that's the first stage. The third stage is when you're already retired. And of course, that's a very different scenario. Um, And then the second stage, we call it kind of the transition between the first and the last stage. So we're all going through these different stages of life. And so what type of insurance we need is affected dramatically by what stage we're in. So that's kind of the first answer I would give. But the second piece is where we always come back to at preservation specialists, which is we believe so strongly that there should never be any type of boilerplate planning done. Um, There is no one size fits all in retirement planning and everyone's situation is different. So your life insurance needs could be completely different from your next door neighbors, from your cousins, um, from your barbers or any of those types of things. So we really wanna look at your situation, not only what your needs are, but what you're trying to accomplish. And then we want to try and custom build your plan. And that includes how you might use life insurance in retirement.
1: So, Pat, one of the life insurance options that we hear a lot about, especially when we talk about retirement, is indexed universal life or IULs. This is something I I do hear a lot about, but I, I still am not quite sure everything about it. So let's talk a little bit about what this is and how this works.
0: Yeah, so we've got a little bit of time to dig into the nuts and bolts today, which we often don't have. So let me dig in a little bit here. When you think about any type of permanent life insurance – the first kind, the kind that's been around for a long, long time, is whole life insurance. Whole life insurance has a lot of guarantees, but generally is a much higher cost. Um, and so what happened is the life insurance industry has then developed some newer types of permanent insurance. So the next one that came about was universal life, and that became very popular in the 1980s uh, because it was based on interest rates, and interest rates were really high at that time. As interest rates started to drop those policies weren't doing as well. So then the uh, insurance industry came up with a new idea, and that was variable universal life. Well, as you might imagine from the mm-hmm. name, that works kind of like dealing with mutual funds and dealing with the stock market. And Jen, I started in January 3rd of 1997, right during the bull market mm-hmm. of the 90s. And boy, did they think variable universal life was the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> so uh, very, my very first day of financial planning training, they were saying, you need to get a variable universal life for yourself. And so, uh, and that can, by the way, that can work very well. However, However, it has problems because it has a lot of risk to it. If the stock market crashes, uh, most experts would say variable universal life can be appealing or attractive uh, earlier in life, but as you get later in life, there can be a lot of concerns with that. So Then, the newest thing that came about after the stock market crash uh, in 2000-2001 was um, this next thing that you've brought up is index universal life or IUL. And um, this came about because of the um, stock market crash in 2000 and 2001, and uh, we really look at it as kind of like mashing together or like a hybrid of those last two types in the sense that you have kind of a set guaranteed amount that you're going to earn like the universal life uh, from the 80s, but you have some upside to it, kind of like the variable universal life. And so it kind of works a little bit in between. And then so now there's a lot of different ways it can be used. um, And that's where it comes back to your individual situation. But basically, um, you have a life insurance policy, it's intended, generally, it falls under the category of permanent life insurance. You have some upside tied to the markets. Quite often it's the S&P 500, but it doesn't have to be. And then you have some underlying protection or guarantees as far as what you're going to earn each year. And, of course, how we would use that depends highly on your personal situation and what you're trying to accomplish. But that kind of gives you the nuts and bolts of some of the basics of this Indexed Universal Life or IUL. So I'm really glad we have the chance to really dig into these topics today. A lot of times we can only scratch the surface, but this gives you an example of just how complicated some of these areas can be when we're planning For your retirement. When you think about all the different areas that go into retirement planning, not only are we just talking about life insurance right now, we're just talking about one specific kind of life insurance. This gives you an idea why we think there's so much value in comprehensive planning for retirement. Because when you're working with a comprehensive planner, you can really dig into all the pros and cons of each of these areas um, and have them help you figure out what makes the most sense for you. How do you do that? It's very easy. The first step is a five, what we call a five-step retirement review that goes into the five different primary areas of planning for your retirement. At our office, there is no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show. All you have to do to take that first step is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to talk with one of our retirement planners at no cost and no obligation, it's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. RetireWithPat.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Pat is walking us through what IUL's, Index Universal Life, what those policies are, how they work. Let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons of an IUL policy. Pat, we all know before we make any financial decision, we need to weigh the pros and the cons to help us make an informed decision. So walk us through what we need to know about the the plus side and the downside of an IUL.
0: Yeah. And Jen, I, I like how you worded that as far as having pros and cons. Uh, we always talk about there is no such thing as a perfect investment. And I can extend that to say there's no such thing as a perfect insurance policy. There's no such thing as a perfect anything having yeah. to do with personal finance. And so um, anytime you know someone tells you, oh, annuities are terrible because of this, or life insurance is horrible because of that, or mutual funds are bad, or stock market, or anything like that... The true answer is that there is some pro or con uh, to all of those things. What we want to try and do is figure out what makes the most sense for you. So when we talk about the pros of indexed universal life, certainly uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that you have a higher return potential than a lot of fixed um, types of offerings. So certainly the first pro would be that it has a higher return potential. Um, than most um, fixed or safe types of investments that might be earning one or two or three percent. Now, this isn't going to earn thirty or forty percent of the stock market is skyrocketing, but it does have the opportunity to average more than a CD or a money market. And you know in any given year, it could make ten percent or more. So that gives you some nice upside. One of the things, another pro is one of the things the insurance, industry likes about anything that has universal in the name is generally it's designed for greater flexibility that could be flexibility of how you contribute money to it that could be flexibility in how you take money out of it there's a number of different areas where that could be beneficial. One of the things that we like about uh, index universal life insurance is that it essentially works around most of the uh, rules that have regulatory impact. And so what we mean by that is it doesn't affect your social security or how your social security is taxed. Um, it doesn't affect your tax return. Um, it doesn't affect your 401k or IRA or Roth IRA contributions or conversions. It's all kept outside of that. And we think as our government debt is going higher and higher. That's a very appealing and attractive option. Um, The other thing, of course, is like any life insurance it has a death benefit. What we like when we're dealing with life insurance with people that are at retirement age or close to it is there are a number of life insurance companies that will allow you to accelerate or start drawing down your death benefit if you need it for nursing care. So that is a really appealing option because a lot of people don't know what to do about protecting themselves from nursing care. The last pro that I would add on an indexed universal life insurance policy comes back to bestselling author David McKnight where this is his recommended vehicle when you are trying to use life insurance and trying to generate some tax advantages. You can grow a index universal life insurance without any taxation on the growth, and then there are ways to draw off of that policy tax-free. You can do that here and there if you wanna use it to buy a car or something like that. But what we use it for a lot of times is to defer and then try to draw monthly tax-free income off it later on in life. Um, so that that kind of gives you the list of some of the most important pros for index universal life. Now, the cons, or as we like to call them, the strings that are attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like I said, there's nothing perfect. So we always want to know, OK, what are we giving up with this type of account? Of course, the first thing is there's always going to be some kind of limit on your returns. As I mentioned during the pros, um, the, if the market's up 30%, this will not be up 30%. So most of them have a limit, uh, a maximum on the upside. Uh, the second thing is the way the guarantees work in the policy, um, generally speaking, um, it's going to depend on how old you are because of the insurance charges. So it may be that you actually in a in a low earning year, um, you do have some types of guarantees, but it may not actually grow any in that year. Another string that's attached are the fees and costs can be very confusing. So it's important if you're considering a policy like this, that you're talking with your planner and understanding those. One of the biggest ones when we're using these types of policies is we want to make sure that you understand that generally speaking we're making contributions to this type of policy but we want to let that sit and defer Um, david mcknight often talks about having a five or a ten year deferral from when you start it to when you want to try and start drawing money out of it so it's not something meant for certainly for instant gratification what's really designed to do is help you take money from a taxable or tax deferred situation and move it to somewhere where it can be taken out tax-free down the road. So we think there, there could be tremendous benefits to that, but you do have to wait to take advantage of those benefits. That's one of the most important things, I think, to consider uh, when considering these types of policies.
1: So as you're thinking about all this, how much should you save for retirement? Where should you save it? How can you make sure it will last after you leave your job for good? What do I need in terms of insurance? Those are some of the questions you probably have, Pat, if you're getting close to retirement.
0: Yes, saving is a good start, a really good start. If you're listening to me right now and you don't have a retirement income strategy, we invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, market volatility, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing healthcare costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs keep rising more and more. There is no cost and no obligation to do this analysis but it's just for listeners of today's show who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. The things we talk about, the strategies we use are designed to help you make sure the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to make sure you don't end up outliving your retirement savings. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury.
3: People get confused about the home health care benefit under Medicare. Medicare does cover home health care. However, Medicare will only cover part-time or intermittent skilled nursing care. This means you may be able to get a home health aid and skilled nursing services provided if it's less than eight hours a day and fewer than 28 hours each week. Other covered services at home include physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, medical supplies, and durable medical equipment. All services will be coordinated by a Medicare-certified home health agency that services your area. If you have an Advantage plan, they may require you work with an agency they contract with. Most times, people call me looking for solutions for services that Medicare considers custodial and are not covered, things like help with bathing, dressing, walking, using a bathroom, or preparing meals. There are short-term home health care insurance plans that can help offset the cost of custodial care and are reasonable in cost. While these plans can be helpful, they are not a substitute for long-term care planning. Please make sure this is part of the discussion with your financial planner.
1: Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation.
2: You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and because we talk about preserving your money and protecting what you've saved, we talk about risks to your money in retirement all the time. But the Wall Street Journal says one of baby boomers' biggest financial risks is cognitive decline. This is a scary one. It can rob you of your best judgment. Sometimes it goes unnoticed for a really long time. So with that thought in mind, we want to bring you our top five list for this week, the top five scams you should be aware of. Because Pat, these guys are getting better and better.
0: It's so annoying uh, how good they are, you know? <laughs> know, and and it's, it's one of those things where you just, they work so hard at it. It's truly amazing how good some of them yeah. are. So I really do think this is such a good topic. Um, it is hard to talk about because none of us likes to feel like a fool. Like right. we were, you know, that someone pulled one over on us and yet in some way or fashion, I think this happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I I do think is interesting that that when it comes to like email scams, they actually say that millennials and Gen Z are the ones who get tricked the most, (laughs) uh, which none of us would ever think (laughs) that, right? right? You think someone who's younger than we are, you know, that they would never have that kind of problem. So this is something that is very real and it happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is the other thing too, Jen, that I would tie in. The other thing we don't like to think about is the fact that our minds aren't always as sharp as we age. so but it is reality and it's one of the things that we believe is Kind of an unsung value of hiring a financial planner or a team, which is you have people there to help you. Um, not even in those, not just in if you or your spouse passes away or if you are you know incapacitated at the end of your life, but also in those small changes where you really need someone there to make sure they're watching out for just your day-to-day finances.
1: Right. You've been doing this for a couple decades now, Pat. Is this something that you've seen scams or, or elder abuse or anything like that?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where you see little things uh, that come up all the time, which I think probably all of us see, you know, in emails or texts or phone calls or things like that. Uh, But we've seen really, really horrible situations. We've had clients that have had identity theft um, and very possibly have no fault of their own. You know, it's just one of those things that it happens. I think the worst example I've heard of uh, was actually a good advisor friend of mine um, had a client that completely out of nowhere started saying they, they needed to withdraw very large sums of money, tens or maybe even a $100,000 from their yeah. accounts. And uh, as they the team was kind of scrambling to figure out, you know, where did we pull this from, um, uh, they were able to get on the phone and ask what the reason was. And and she explained that it was her, um, you know, it was an email from her son that he was desperate for the money or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were able to contact the son and verify that it was a scam. But I mean, literally, once those monies leave the accounts, you know, and are wired somewhere, I don't think there's any way to get that back. So there are situations where they can be, so, like we said earlier, they can be so convincing yeah. that you think you know you have to protect this family member of yours. And, of course, that's what you want to be able to do. But, uh, yeah, it's really important to be aware of these various types of scams um, right. so you can watch out for them and, and protect your hard-earned money.
1: Right. and And what they're looking for is just a moment of vulnerability. And as soon as that little weakness, that vulnerability pops up, that's when they really pounce and they go to work. And this is, when you talk about the money with the losses and the money involved here, Pat, the FBI, so our our top five scams that we're going to run through here comes from the FBI. Here are their numbers. In 2020, the Internet Crime Complaint Center received 800,000 complaints, reported losses exceeding $4 billion in one year. And about a quarter of that were from victims over the age of 60. So they're tracking these things. This is significant here when we talk about the loss, not only the mental anguish and embarrassment and all of that, but the financial loss here as well is really significant. So we're going to go through these really quickly. The number one on our list is the romance scam. And this is where scammers pose as an interested romantic partner, dating websites, social media, all of these things, and they capitalize. It says elderly victims desire, but I would think any, I mean, this happens to different ages of people. This isn't an elderly only thing, but how heartbreaking to capitalize on somebody's loneliness that way and just their desire to have connection with another person. This one's a terrible one.
0: It is terrible. And I know uh, that I have had friends or you know people that i've known that have gone through that you know that were like you said jen that's that's not anything that's focused on just someone that's of retirement age. That that right. can happen to anybody, and, it, and it's sadly very common.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The tech support scam, they pose as tech support reps. They offer to fix a non-existent computer issue, and then they get in to your device. They gain access to your information. And this one is another one because, Pat, it's as simple as a an absent-minded click on a link. You're not really paying attention to what you're clicking on, and then all of a sudden, they're in. So we really need to be watching out for that one, especially for somebody who's maybe not super computer savvy, which which happens with, I'm guessing, some of the people that you work with.
0: Yeah. And I, and I would say, Jen, I consider myself quite tech savvy. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in technology in a lot of ways. Yeah. And these are the kinds of things like Most of us know, if you don't know somebody, you probably shouldn't give them your social security number, right? There's there's kind of basic rules that you understand, but how someone can, you know, gain access to my internet or my computer, I don't really... I cognitively don't really understand how that works, right. so you know what I mean? I, I would I would hope I wouldn't fall for that, but it, to me it seems like it would be very easy for someone to pull that over on somebody if they can access your computer and then gain access to your accounts or whatever else they want to do at that point.
1: For sure, for sure. And then here's the next one, and this one is similar to what you shared a few minutes ago with the, the advisor you were talking about who had a client who experienced this, the grandparent scam. A scammer poses as a relative, a child, or grandchild, and they claim to be in immediate financial need. And again, it plays to that desire as a parent or grandparent to protect your loved ones and to do what you can to help them. And just a moment of weakness, and, and they can really do some financial damage.
0: And this one, to me, Jen, it sound, this is the one of the huge negatives of technology where yes. it sounds silly, but like back in the olden days, if you had to be face-to-face, no one could do that, right? <laughs> they, they couldn't impersonate somebody. Right. But now, if you're used to emailing or texting with a family member and you get something at, with a dire need, your knee-jerk, like you said, your knee-jerk reaction is going to be want to help them, not like, oh, I need to go make sure this isn't so- someone trying to scam me. So right. it, it really is becoming, I'm sure, a much bigger issue now.
1: Yeah, and you know, this one actually happened to my grandparents years ago. Oh, they were called by somebody who pretended to be me. And when my grandma asked if it was me, they said it was, but she hung up and then she called me back herself. So she had the presence oh, of mind to wow. actually make the call to make sure I didn't actually need anything. But you know, you're right, with texting, with all sorts of different online communications, uh, Facebook messages, it's just getting easier to make those pleas for help. The next one, the government impersonation scam, posing as a government employee and makes threats of prosecution unless you provide funds or other payments. You see this a lot, where it's you know something to do with the IRS, and if you don't pay your tax bill, we're going to come arrest you. And um, and with the stimulus checks, that's just created a whole new wave of all of this. And probably one thing to keep in mind, Pat, is how the IRS would actually contact us, which isn't mm. this way. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> well, and I, I've run into this twice uh, that I can recently think of. My aunt uh, had an issue uh, like this and then my mother-in-law. And uh, the only thing that was an issue for either of them is they are of the age and mentality that I just don't ever want to be in trouble for anything. So it really hits on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, wait a second. I, I The main thing I want to do is make sure I'm not in trouble with the IRS. So it really hits that kind of pressure point, which is unfortunate. And, and thankfully, in those cases, they consulted me, and we were able to make sure that they were okay. But I think that's just going to be more and more common.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and then the, the last one here on our list, the sweepstakes, charity, or lottery scam, They say they work for a legit charity to get your trust, or they claim you've won a foreign lottery or some sort of sweepstake, and then you can collect that for a fee. So again, just anytime somebody's asking you for information, sensitive information to get your prize or whatever, probably something to watch out for, right?
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned this one, Jen, because I know for a fact that I've won the foreign lottery hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> you are sitting on <laughs> over, so over, much money. Over my professional career. So, yeah, that, that, that's definite. That, that one I feel like has been around for a long time. So, yeah. uh, but I, they'll come up with all kinds of variations of it, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and they just continue to evolve, and there's always going to be more of them. Now, there's one that's not on the FBI's list, but I do want to ask you about it because this one to me is a really tough one the family or caregiver scam. And this is elder abuse right here. When you have, it's one thing to talk about all these bad guys, these faceless bad guys out on the internet who are sending you bogus emails or whatever. But when there is somebody in your circle, a relative or a friend, family friend, acquaintance who takes advantage of somebody vulnerable that is so incredibly hard to hear about. Just talk about how working with somebody like you, Pat, how you can maybe provide some extra eyes or, or, or can can watch out for some of those red flags and, and how that could potentially provide some protection from being taken advantage of by, by a loved one.
0: Yeah. And, and I think I'll, I'll start a little more broad, Jen, in the idea that this is one of those things that I wouldn't you know, normally think of on a day-to-day basis as like the biggest value you get out of working with a financial professional. Uh, But it's something that I've learned as I've studied retirement planning more and more, which is when they come up with some of the biggest risks of retirement, you know, you think of longevity risk, of course, you know, lady longevity in my book, you think of um, stock market risk if the stock market crashes. But one of the biggest ones that's pointed out by authors who have studied retirement is this idea of cognitive decline, because for the vast majority of us, we have some of that, right? I mean, we do, You and I joke about, you know, we're not as sharp as we were five or 10 years ago, right? And we're not close to retirement right now. So this is a very real thing. And, you know, I think it's a little bit of a taboo topic because I, I feel like if you say, you know, if you're thinking of cognitive decline, you're thinking of, well, I used to be smart and now I'm an idiot or something like that. And that's not at all what we're talking about. What we're talking about is... Uh, most of us can realize there are certain areas of our life where we just can't make decisions as well or we don't handle as well as we used to. And so I think if you then transition that to if you're hiring a – retirement planner when you're you know, 50 or 60 or 65 or somewhere around there, you may even be at a point where you're thinking, I don't even know if I need this help right now. But what's probably going to happen is that help is going to be incredibly valuable as you get older. And as a couple of things happen, maybe you have some cognitive decline, but also you probably realize you have other things you want to be spending your time on. And then now we take a subset of all of that, Jen, I'll finally answer your question, which is uh, part of that risk is having uh, somebody that you can go to that is your financial person. So, you can forward emails to them. You can um, ask them questions about offers you've received, um, you know, things that have come through. Uh, And this is something, you know, it's not the primary purpose of being here, but this is something that every retirement planner has helped their clients do. And it's something that we, you know, it's really, we know it's important and we always want to make sure that we're helping in that way. And that's one of the reasons, Jen, that we believe so passionately that so many people could benefit from having a retirement planner on their side. And that's why we offer an opportunity to talk with one of our advisors at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To take advantage of that offer, uh, if you're listening to the show today, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. You can either uh, schedule a time for an in-person meeting or a 15-minute phone call. Again, at no cost and no obligation. That number, again, is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number 803-9-RETIRE and be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rizak. Thanks for being here with us today and we hope you have a great week.
2: Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc., Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.